Matthew chapter 13, verse 31. And he presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of heaven is like what? Which a man took and sowed in a field. And this is smaller than all other seeds. But when it's, it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree. So that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. I want to talk about this morning, humble beginnings. A church built on the gospel. Amen. Humble beginnings. Humble beginnings. The beginning of this church, to me, and to many who came along with us on the journey, was a blur. Uh, it was full of uncertainties. Um, we did not know where God was taking us, but we answered the call. When I look at scripture and I look at Abram, when God told Abram to leave his family, leave his familiar surroundings and go out, amen, and I will show you a land, amen, I will bring you to a place, amen, where you will prosper, Abram went. When we started 15 years ago in a conference room in Sugarland. We started off just as a Bible study. We were meeting with a few people and we were just teaching the word of God. Having no intentions of starting a church. The beginning, as I said, was a blur. There was a lot of uncertainties, yet we stood on the promises of God. When I say humble, I'm really saying it's an humbling experience. If there's anything that has ever humbled me, it's pastoring this church. Because, see, I had ideas about church growth. I had ideas that was far-fetched. But God had other ideas. When I say humbling, I'm saying this, you know that you have what it takes. You know and you think that you've studied and you've prepared no different than you work in a career, right? You have your degree, you have all your qualifications, and you think by now you should have this massive, this big entity because you've put in the work. Now, it's not that I have not put in the work. I wish I had somebody. I preach over 500 times a year and teach. Amen. I've given my life fully to this, but my ideas 
And what I was seeing wasn't matching up. Until the day I read this scripture. And I realized something. Amen. God's growth for a church is different for every vineyard. It all depends on where you are. And it all depends on your motives. In the last 15 years, we've seen, amen, over 500 people come to this church in 15 years. So, so we've baptized many. We've, we've, we've brought people to Christ by the hundreds. Amen. I, I could say even the thousands. There are a lot of people who've been affected, affected, infected, affected. Come on, somebody, by this church. This church may be small in number, but it's big in the kingdom of God. Are you with me? You see, I believe that what has happened today in America, we have, we judge growth by how big the building is, by how many people is coming in, but we're not looking at the quality, hallelujah to his own. Now, I'm not making no, no type of, um, you know, addendums or making myself feel good by saying that I've learned that in this time, a church that's built on the gospel has certain characteristics. Jesus here is speaking in parables. Why is he speaking in parables? He's speaking in parables because he's the only one I know that would speak in parables so that the crowd would go away and only the real people will stay behind. You get the picture? Jesus talks about in chapter 12, he talked about the change in the relationship between him and his mother. And his relatives. He said, listen, if y'all are not sitting at my feet listening to me, you don't belong to me. Here who here's here the here's my family, my my new family, here's my family. My family are those who sit at my feet and learn. A lot of people say they're part of the church, but they don't never come to church to hear a word from God. How can you say you're part of this church when you don't never come to this church to hear from God? You can't even log online. Come on and help me somebody. Amen. But you're part of this church. Amen. That's what Jesus said. All right. Then, then we go into chapter into chapter 13 and we find that from verses 1 to verse 23, Jesus uses a term. He talks about the seed and the sower. He talks about the seed is the word of God. The soil is you. Amen. He says, but when the seed is sown, see, the gospel affects everyone differently. Depending on what type of heart you got. Some of us have a deceitful heart. Some of us have a darkened heart. Some of us have a distorted heart. Come on, somebody. It all depends. Some of us got a good heart. You understand what I'm saying? All of us got good hearts, right? Amen. <laughs> amen. Come on, say amen. Will you? Don't be so hard on yourself. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, when the word falls in your life, what does it do to you? That's the question that Jesus is trying to answer in 
verses 1 to verse 23. But then he ta- in, 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 in verse 24, he talks about how the devil, he comes in and he sows, because he explains this parable in chapter 20, in verse 24, in the next chapter. Amen. He, I'm in the, preceding this, he talks about how the wheat and the tear has to grow together. In other words, God, the devil will plant things in the kingdom. Let me, let me clear up some things for you. The kingdom of God is the church. You got that? Now, now he says in verse 24, Jesus presented another parable to them saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man, amen, who sowed good seed in the field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed what? Tares among the wheat and went away. But when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tear became what? The tears became what? Evident also. See? See, here's the thing. The devil will sow bad seeds in the kingdom. In other words, he'll send some people to this church who don't mean this church no good. I'm trying to help somebody. Amen. You, you'll be, you'll be walking alongside somebody in the church thinking they for God, but they got another, they got another agenda on their minds. There, there are, there are wheat and tears that grow together. All church ain't, ain't good. Okay. I'm just saying, what I'm saying is the church itself is a great place, but it's the people in the church that distorts the church. Are you with me? And it starts from the head all the way to the bottom. Come on now, help me now. The pastor ain't excluded from that either. And so, so, so the enemy wants to plant bad seeds. And that's what he does. And Jesus talks about this parable of the seed and the sower, the tears are planted. And then in verse, 30, in verse 33, he, he talks later on, about the leaven. But tucked right between these two. Verse 31. I love this piece. He says. He presented another parable. Ain't that something? Another parable. A parable is an earthly story. That explains a spiritual truth. Just in case you want to know. It's an earthly story. That explains a spiritual truth. Now. He says. Let's look at a church built on the gospel. First of all, a church built on the gospel, it says the kingdom of heaven, he says it's like a mustard seed. So so first thing we have to know, a church built on the gospel starts with the seed of the gospel. The seed of the gospel. Amen. The church begins with a seed. God gives the man of God a seed, which is the word, the gospel. And he goes out and he, hey, how do you think y'all got here? The gospel. I'm going to say it one more time. You may have come from different places. But you ever notice how everybody here get rebaptized, and everybody here gets, 
Come on, rededicate their lives to God because the gospel is really being preached here. See what I'm saying? Listen, you would have not come under that conviction had you been in somewhere else that was not preaching the gospel. Y'all follow me on that? So, So a church built on the gospel starts with the seed. Now the mustard seed is the one of the smallest seeds. Amen. But it starts very small. In that conference room 15 years ago, I was sowing the gospel in the lives of the people that were coming. Are you with me? And 15 years later, we're still sowing that seed. Now our church was tiny then. Are you with me? Watch this down. Watch this down. He says, he says, he presented the parable, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man what? Sowed in what? His field. So, the next thing, a church that's built on the gospel, it sows. See, having the seed is one thing. But what I do every week is I sow the seed in your life. Faith comes by, listen, everything that we've accomplished in 15 years has come as a result of us sowing. See, you can have the gospel and not sow it. I wish I had somebody. We start with the seed, but then you got to do something with the seed. And every time you hear a word from God, you have to make sure there's no weeds in your heart. Because the weeds will try to come in, watch this, and tear apart and take away what you've heard. Are you with me? So a church built on the gospel, listen, it's took, it's taken me 15 years and I'm still sowing. I got the same story. My story is not changing. Are you with me? Remember when I told the men uh, this year, this is all I got? I meant that. This is all I got. I, I realized this is all I really have. I don't have positive thinking. I don't have wealth and health gospel. But what I do have is the gospel of Jesus Christ. A church. Y'all ain't trying to hear me this morning. Y'all ain't hear me this morning. The, the, the seed, he says the man took the seed and he sowed it where? In his field. Now, look what he says. He says, and this is smaller than all other seeds. But when it is what? Full grown. You gotta catch that. Not just grown, but what? So so what I figured out is that God is not so much interested in how big the church is. But God is interested in the stature of the church. (laughs) The stability of the church. The strength of the church. 
I'm going to say it one more time. Stature. He says when it's what? Fully full grown. So a church built on the gospel is the ch a church built on the gospel is not just looking for numerical growth. It's looking for spiritual growth. So what do we see? We see, third point, growth. Let me say this to you. Most churches are interested in growing their church. Correct? You know what I'm interested in? Helping you grow. Because if you grow, oh, come on somebody. You're part of the kingdom. The reason you're part of this church is because I've sown the seed in you. And when you come to Bible study, I'm just, I'm just fertilizing. I'm just, I'm just tending to you. I'm, I'm pruning you. I'm, come on somebody. I'm tending to your life as a pastor. Most people are interested in numerical growth. But listen, I'm interested in your growth spiritually. If you're the same next year, then I'm not doing my job. I wish I had somebody. So a church that's built on the gospel, amen, sees growth. But watch this. Healthy growth. Spiritual growth. We grow in stature. See, you can grow wide and be no good. Some of you are experiencing that right now. Notice I was clean with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just saying. See, see, what we want, we want growth in what? Stature. He says when it's what when it is what? Listen, this church has grown. People always say, you have a great church. You have a great, this, this, you're going to explode. I don't want to explode. I don't want to explode. I want to grow. <laughs> but I want to grow in what? Stature. See, all it takes is one of you to get serious about God and decide you want to change the world. The only way we can change the world is with the gospel. The only way that our families can get better is through the gospel. And the only way your family's going to get better is through the gospel. And you're part of this church. Watch this. You'll see growth. So it starts with the seed of the gospel. That's how we started. It, we, we sow the gospel, the seed of the gospel, because the gospel is a seed. And then we see what? We see growth. Then he says, it is larger. See, what, what the picture here is this. This tree started off as a seed. And with proper care, it's grown now. It's growing. Amen. And then it says, and it is what? <coughs> it is what? I'm sorry. 
Verse 32 says it is the small, it's smaller than any other seeds, right? Huh, that's very interesting. He said, but when it's full grown, it is larger than the what? The garden plants and becomes a tree. Fifteen years, I don't think we've become a tree just yet. But we're becoming a tree. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Now, I'll tell you why. Watch this now. He says it becomes a tree. So what do we see next? We see growth, but what do we see? We see significant transformation. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. In other words, we're transforming right now. When we left Plum Street to Main Street, We've transformed. Sanctification is what that is. Watch this. It's not stuck. Our church ain't stuck. Watch this. It will become a tree. That's significant, watch this, to its people and the community. See, the church, our church, is going to grow past a garden plant. Let's put it together. 15 years, we got to this point. God knows what he's doing. God has this church on course, on track. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. You with me? Watch this. Watch this now. He says it becomes. Listen, all the ideas I had of church growth out the window. I done tried everything. I'm gonna say it one more time. I done tried everything. I hope this is helping you. You know why this should be helping you? Because you're now sitting back saying, Man, I'm part of something real. I'm part of something that God created. I'm part of a church that's built on the gospel. Because we're living in the last days and the Bible says in the last days there will be a great falling away. We are living in a day of apostasy where people are falling away from the Lord by the millions. But watch this. But the church that's built on the gospel. Watch this. We see significant Transformation. Now let me bring it closer to you real quick. How's your life now since you've been part of this church? Huh? Are you the same? Are you the same? And listen, if you're faking it, you ever notice when you start faking it, how you get found out? It's hard to be at this church. And fake. Yeah, you start off faking. That's right. You start off faking. You start off with. Because, you know, I, I, I used to say, I said, man, I got to slow down. I'm a pre- 
I can't be, you know, folk be getting upset. The Lord said, you just keep preaching the gospel. And then all of a sudden, I start seeing people's lives. Has any of your lives been transformed? Y'all fooling me. Y'all fooling me. That was a shout moment. That was the man at the gate called Beautiful looking at his life and saying, man, look at where I used to be. I was crippled. I was broke. I was broken. I was depressed. I was in all kinds of stuff before I got here. But look at me now. Listen, I done tried every church growth strategy. Ain't never one of them work. The only one that worked and is working is the seed that God gave me. And I keep. And those of you who have the gospel in your heart for real, now all I do is I, I'm the gardener. See? I come in and I take out the weeds in your life every now and then when you start tripping. But the beautiful thing about by doing that is I can do it from the pulpit. Amen. So when I sow the word every week, right? You ever have you ever wondered like why is Pastor preaching this? And and the, and the message is right for you. How do I know? I don't even talk to you. You avoid me. People who avoid me, I know why. I don't take it personal. Seriously, I don't. That, I'm over that. 15 years in this thing, I'm over that. I don't take it personal when you avoid me. Because I already know what you're doing. But I know when I stand here, I know it's God. And here's the thing. If you've been here more than two years, it takes two years to make a disciple, and you haven't changed, it's not the soil. It's not the seed, it's the soil. If you've been here longer than two years and you don't see any significant transformation in your life, and then if you happen to leave this church and you want to go somewhere else and you go there and you see no significant growth in your life, wrong church. If it's all about just how you look, how you sound and all that kind of stuff, and you don't see any significant growth in your life, a church built on the gospel, you will see transformation in your life. Let me, let me give you the last one. Look what he says next. Now you got to catch this. Not everybody catches this. It becomes a tree. Lord, we're becoming this tree. This tree. Firmly planted by the streams of water. And in whatever we do. Watch this. So the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Let me decode. Let me decode this parable for you. The next thing is, 
Not only will we see significant transformation, but lastly, we will see, we will, it seeks always, always, always to save the lost. Now, let me, let me, let me explain this to you. You ready? Watch this. He says, birds come in. Watch this. I am the vine. Oops. You are the branches. But what up with the birds? The birds are lost people. Lord have mercy. Help me, Jesus. If you're truly part of this church, you're a branch. If you are connected to this church and to Jesus, you are a branch in this tree. On this tree. And I call this Blessing by association. This church got people who come and hang on our branches. And you know what we do? We seek them out to save them. We are the branches. Watch this. Your association with this church will bring blessings beyond what you could even imagine. Are you with me? Your, just your association. Some of you are, are birds. You haven't been gotten saved yet. Uh-oh. No, you're not a goat. You ain't no sheep. Because, you know, a, a sheep turn into a goat. Amen. But watch this. Some of you are associated with this church, but you're just hanging on the branches. In other words, you're hanging on somebody else's blessings. You don't serve. You don't give. You don't read. Let me just mic. You don't do nothing. Amen. You're just hanging on somebody else's blessings. Oh, Pastor Ambita, you ain't showed up yet. If you're part of this tree, you won't just be hanging on somebody else's blessings. See, if you're in the kingdom, you're in the kingdom. You can't just be halfway. See, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Birds are like unbelievers. We are the branches, and by their association with us, they are blessed. You have to decide whether you're a branch or a bird. Seriously. Seriously, we're past the infancy stage of growth. We are a growing church. We're growing. And I thank God. I thank God for our humble beginnings.
A man walked into a donut shop with a smile on his face. He asked for five donuts and a Diet Coke. Now, the Diet Coke was not going to cancel out the negative effects of the five non-nutritional, sugar-soaked, fat-filled donuts. Some Christians think that this is diet church on Sunday morning will cancel out their sinful living Monday through Saturday. It just does not work that way. A church built on the gospel will give you a balanced diet as well as blessing. This ain't no diet church. And, 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 and as I close today, I'll say this. I'm grateful. I had to get this out, man. I had to get this out. This, this, this stuff be in me. This, branches. We need branches, y'all. But it's okay. You know what? You know what we say all the time? It's okay. Let, let people hang out on you. Let them just rest on you. See? He said the birds come along. And what the birds do? Not, now here's so killer part of it. They're going to move in with you. <laughs> They're going to sleep on your couch. Guess what? They ain't going to leave. Pay attention to the people who are riding on your blessings. You are a branch. Stop being one. You're part of a church that was built. I'm going to put this in the, in the gospel series. You're part of a church that's built on the gospel.